And we are live, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Twitter Tuesday. We're going to get into the chat, get into your Twitter questions from the week. Many camps are going around the NFL, the mandatory ones. So some key players, uh, DK Metcalf, not at Seahawks minicamp. Debo Samuel did show up. So we'll get into that news. Mega deal for Aaron Donald. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to retire a Packer and everything else going on in the NFL coming up right now. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson here at BB Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On podcast network your team every do every day is what we do uh, year round we're, we're with you there's no offseason the nfl and so there's no offseason here with peacock and williamson and i see some folks jumping into the live stream and nice appreciate you jump into the chat and get your questions going for us as we uh run through what's going on in the league right now i think the big story from the week was that aaron donald is not going to retire in fact he's going to get a pay raise which is something that um i think most people expected but he does sound like he might not be getting another contract after this one like it, 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 maybe he will be done at some point soon but aaron donald the uh, according to ian rapaport here are the details of aaron donald's new contract the rams reworked the all-world dt aaron donald's three remaining contract years to give him a massive $40 million raise through 2024, making him the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history at 31 years old. He gets 95 million through 2024 and the Los Angeles Rams have become the first team with two players that make 30 plus million dollars per year on the roster. So the ultimate stars and scrubs roster continues with the Los Angeles Rams, uh, giving Aaron Donald just a little bit more money just to make sure he does not retire on him as, as they keep this Super Bowl window wide open. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this is real shocking. Um, the words retirement didn't, you know, has surfaced around Super Bowl time till now. Maybe he's not going to play eight more years or whatever, but I never really thought it was a, a, a you know the real threat that he was going to hang it up. Um, I, I will say, you know, that I just got back from Steeler minicamp. I was there, you know, all afternoon. It's a lot more spirited than OTAs. Minicamp's a blast. But I've mentioned this before, you know, Steelers and Pitt share facility. If you walk in the back door from the fields into the Pitt facility, over the top of it, it says the Aaron Donald training center or something. He apparently gave the alma mater a nice chunk of change. They're probably happy about this contract as well. But last year I, or last week, I didn't mention this, you know, the, one of the headlines, Aaron Donald's not at OTAs, you know, maybe he's retiring. Well, on my way to the car, he's in the indoor facility at, at Pitt in the Steelers facility working out like a madman, you know? So I, I, just a week ago, I walked right past him and he did not look like a man ready to retire, to say the least. He's a monster. Uh, right, he's, he's a monster, monster, dude. And I think a lot of these guys are getting in the work off the field before they show up to mini camps and, and some guys in various condition. I know one that was a huge storyline all offseason long was Debo Samuel. And uh, mm -hmm. I was actually a little bit surprised that he did show up, but he did show up to 49ers mini camp and he's actually moving around. He's not, he doesn't have a uniform on. He's not on the field, but he was running, doing some side work, maybe a little conditioning, and then he went inside to the weight room. I don't know what weights he was pushing around there, but um, he is at the 49ers facility. Did not want to get that $90,000-plus fines, almost $100,000 to get fined through for minicamp. And 
I thought maybe it was a situation where he would absorb that fine, knowing that he was working toward a big contract and would get that money back essentially, you know, but, but sitting out of training camp is a much different thing. And then there's the hold ins that happen now where you have an injury, you show up, but you pretend you have an injury. Saw it with Jay Ramsey before he got right, traded. Right, right. And, you know, so you don't get fined. So that's also a possibility as well. But I think it's a really good sign that he showed up. Uh, there was some talk that, you know, the 49ers might be trying to do a deal with Nick Bosa as well. And he showed up in phenomenal shape at, uh, at, at mini camp. And I think that sounds like a contract that's going to be happening next off season. They're, they're fully focused on the Debo Samuel contract this year are the 49ers. But on the flip side of that, are you surprised Matt to learn that DK Metcalf did not show up to Seattle Seahawks mini camp? So maybe that one's a little bit more contentious than we thought. Maybe the Debo Samuel contracts a little less contentious than we thought. Yeah. To be honest with you, to pull back the curtain, you saying it right now was the first I heard that DK didn't show up. I, I just assumed everybody showed up. And like I said, I've been on the air for the last three hours and you know going back and forth to the Steeler facility. So I wasn't on top of the latest news. Um, I, I think most of our listeners are probably aware of this. And you did touch on it to some degree. But just to spell it out, I mean, with this news, the latest CBA, everyone that doesn't show up for minicamp, not OTAs last week, that's optional. You know, minicamp training camp they're just like a practice you have to show up or you get fined it's not an option it's not up to the team that's the way it goes everyone gets fined whether you make 500 grand a year or 50 million a year it doesn't make a difference and unlike the olden days you when it's all said and done and you come back in it's not like ah we'll just scrap that that's funny you know who cares no you're gonna pay it in some way shape or form so for someone not to go you know, Deshaun Watson went last year. You know I mean? You were under contract. You had to go. You might not be doing quarterback stuff, but you have to attend. Is a big deal to me. You know, I mean, it's a financial hit. And, you know, we've heard about this new term. Instead of sitting out, you sit in. You know, and, and I'll, you know, we often bring things back to the Niners and Steelers. Well, last year before he got his contract, T.J. Watt showed up every day. He never put pads on. He worked out on the side. Like right now, Minka Fitzpatrick's doing that. We don't want you to get hurt. He doesn't want to get hurt. I'm sure they're talking about a contract as we speak. That kind of thing is common. So Metcalf didn't show up at all. I mean, uh, maybe he will tomorrow. Who, who knows? And just wanted to make a one-day statement. But that's noteworthy. Absolutely noteworthy there. Um, do you think that it is big news that Aaron Rodgers – said that he definitely believes he's going to retire a Packer? Do you think everything that happened there over the last few years has just completely been swept un under the rug? Because that's an interesting one there. And I think maybe the the contract yeah. and everything that went on this offseason sort of signified that. But um, it's just a, a really weird year for Aaron Rodgers' storylines for it just to be like, oh, yeah, retire a Packer, no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> My takeaway was a little different, and first of all, I think it's becoming clearer and clearer in his old age that Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude. You know, I mean, I, I think that's flat out, you know, whatever he does past football, if he's a Jeopardy host, or maybe he'll have a podcast like Pat McAfee or somebody like that, he's an odd dude and beats to his own drummer, and frankly, I was about to say doesn't care what anyone thinks. Maybe all he does care is what people think. I don't know, but he's very aware and he's an odd dude my take was a little different than yours in terms of you know i've just heard the word retire come out of his mouth a lot in the last year so 
it seems like he thinks about it an awful lot. And there's that old saying, if you're thinking about it, well, you're one foot's already out the door, you know? Yeah. So talking about how he thinks about retirement every day, I think is what he said, or thinks about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. He brings it up a lot. He would definitely retire as a Packers. So maybe we're close. Maybe this is it, you know? Um, maybe, maybe Tom Brady will outlast Aaron Rodgers. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I don't think it's insane. Maybe that's why Jordan Love's still around. Right. Yeah. And maybe they'll maybe Rodgers and uh, and Brady will go out together. Who knows? Quite a Hall of Fame class. I think they both want to go out winners, though. So that's the tough thing there. And I think that's why we saw Brady back, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine. I mean, uh, you heard my conspiracy theory. We will we'll replay that one. That I just think his family couldn't be around Brady without him having something to do. But Rodgers, it has to eat at him. The lack of Super Bowl success. I mean, one ring. Again, everything's about Steelers, Williamson. You know, like uh, the big thing about Ben lately is, man, how do you only get two rings out of that career? And I'm like, Aaron Rodgers has one. Drew Brees has one. Those guys are better players than Roethlisberger. I mean, it, it has to eat at you that I was this good. I keep winning MVPs and I have one ring. That's got and the, the high level of play too. winning 13 regular mm-hmm. season games in back to back years and and falling short. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's a tough one. And it is NFL seasons a grind. You have to be committed. I think that's key. We've had an overload of Niner and Steeler references already through 10 minutes, but I can't help myself because Pat Fryermuth sat down with us today. And our first question for him, because this is the other end of the spectrum. He's not an old dude. You know, this is. I was going to say, he's not going to retire, is he? <laughs> no, but a total opposite. As I asked him, you know, mini camps going on. And I said, hey, Pat, if this version of Pat Fryer moves could tell the rookie last year something, you know, that he didn't know at that point, what would you tell yourself a year ago? And he said, I'd be in the weight room more throughout the year because I didn't realize the grind of the season as a rookie. I thought I did, but I didn't. I would have better, not that he was in bad condition, but I would have stayed on top of the weights more even when I was, you know, dragging. And most guys don't say that. Most of the guys are like, I'd have my nose on the playbook. I'd learn protections better. I'd be a better route runner, you know. But he was like, by like week 10 or so, I didn't feel as strong. I wish I had more muscle on my body. So I'm never going to make that mistake again. I'm like, no, oh, I haven't heard that answer. I thought it was funny what Kobe Bryant said at the end of his career. He said, if you could talk to young Kobe Bryant or a young player, what would mm-hmm. you advise them? And he said, stretch more. Oh, okay. So stay strong, stay limber. I think that's yeah, uh, yeah. two keys to staying healthy and having really productive seasons and staying strong throughout the year. So uh, all very important things. And it is a grind, a long season, even longer now in the NFL with 17 regular season games. And some of those teams can play 20 games if you go all the way through with no buys into the Super Bowl. All right. Next, we're going to get into the questions. If you have any questions, hit us with them in the chat and we will jump into our Twitter Tuesday next, but how about BlueNile.com? Celebrate all of life's special moments at BlueNile.com. From creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question, celebrating milestone moments, buying something for mom, buying something for your sister, buying something for your wife, or trying to uh, you know maybe go a little bit further in your relationship. You can do all of that and find some jewelry 
as unique as her with the modern convenience of shopping online at BlueNile.com. The thing that I love most about BlueNile.com is that they will help you find that special piece for that special someone. And that's not something I'm good at shopping for. So if you're looking for fine jewelry but have trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. And this is a podcast exclusive that includes engagement. So use promo code Locked On. That is promo code Locked On for that $50 off. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. And thanks for those of you who I see are, are trickling in and joining us for the live stream as well. It's just another way, uh, along with the Twitter Tuesday and the Twitter questions, to get involved with these Twitter questions. Also, I have one more favor to ask of you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't about your favorite Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey uh, can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey. Go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks for your help on that one. All right, it's time to get into the questions here. We've got, oh yeah, I love this. Just, you know, even if you don't have a question, just a just a little pat on the back as always. Hey, sure, we'll take that. Hearing from you, Mark, and I, I do see a lot of people that are frequent listeners uh, that have jumped in and, and said hi. Steven says, every Tuesday, I want to tune into the live show, but Wednesday is my longest work day, so I have to be disciplined because I know I'll regret it. If I don't save it for tomorrow, <laughs> are you then? All right. So Steven just popping okay. in to say he's actually not going to listen live. He's going to hang out and listen tomorrow. And I appreciate that as well. Everyone listens very differently, watches very differently. And it's pretty amazing to, you know, to get messages from people all around the world. It's like, oh, I, I go for a jog and listen to your podcast every day. And it's, it's nice because I get 30 minutes and that's how long my workout is. And I know I can time my workout to it. Love hearing that. Some people it's on the drive to work. Some people it's on the drive home. Some people after dinner kick up their heels like me. I, I cut the cable long ago. So YouTube is, is my main form of entertainment when I turn on my smart TV. So I love all the great content that's out there on YouTube. So I appreciate those people that, that tune into us after dinner sometimes. And, um, you know, sorry to the significant others in their lives that have to also <laughs> look at us while they get their, their sports news and information. I, I, I will say a highlight of my career was something along those lines. And one of the absolute favorite things that most rewarding things was right in the heart of COVID. We got a lot of messages just saying, I can't leave my house and you guys are just making it easier. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's so great to hear those things. There's, there was folks that, that told me, uh, at, I was, I was posting a lot of stuff about all the listens we had gotten for the year mm-hmm. and, you know, thanking everybody for listening. And as one listener put it, he said, I have heard your voices more than any other voice in my entire life over the course of the year. And wow. It's kind of mind blowing, right? Right, 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 right. It's wild. Crazy times. How about this question on Twitter from Jason? He says, would Lamar Jackson get a bigger contract with the Ravens or some other team if he let it ride this season and played great? Uh, my short answer to that is, go. if you want to make the most money, you bet on yourself 
And it's a risk because you could always break your leg or whatever, right? But if you go the Kirk Cousins route, a, a bidding war and being on the free agent market is always the way to get the most money and maximize your dollars. Although at this point, top players are just getting top of the market money, even if they don't hit free agency. Yeah, it's an interesting question because I think he's a very interesting contract in that unlike a Mahomes or some of these other eight, 10 year deals you got, I would hesitate to do that with Lamar just because someday he's going to slow down. And I think he's a vastly underrated pocket player, passer, but his his trump card is his speed and his athleticism. And it's, you know, at some point it's going to catch up to him. I mean, it's the dazed and confused the line I use all the time that, you know, like, like high school girls, you know, the, uh, they just stay the same age. Well, that's the same. That's the deal with defenses. You know, I, Lamar keeps getting older, but defenses just stay the same age, you know, and they're going to catch up to him. So, and oh, by the way, him and his mom represent themselves. There's no buffer of an agent there. So it's a really weird contract situation, period. He would, now that being said, some organization, and I'm not even saying that it would be a dumb move, but I'm going to call it a dumb organization, impulsive organization, Carolina. If that guy was on the open market, Carolina would hand him the checkbook and say, write whatever number you want, lock me up. But Baltimore's not going to let that happen either. I mean, it, um, at worst, he's going to get franchised for a year before any of these things can happen. Right. And he, that, that's what Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins right, played right. two franchise tags, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you get, a, you get a bump and then you get another bump and then the team has no say anymore. And right, that's right, right. to maximize it if you want. Uh, but yeah, and you're right. Some Think about what happened with Deshaun Watson this offseason and everything going on with him. And, and the latest reports, they just keep getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this might this could be one of the worst contracts ever and i think lamar jackson would blow away what deshaun watson got because there would be even more red flags because there'd be no red flags and no reason not to go after him Mm -hmm. and i mean he could get an insane amount of money on the open market so you know but especially with the style of play and we saw lamar jackson get hurt last year right so the style of play i would probably if i was his agent advise him against it let's get that really big contract and hopefully earn a second big contract after that. Um, and if you're the Ravens, you probably want to get a done a deal done sooner rather than later. Um, if you're Lamar, you want to get the most guarantees possible, but if they're kind of lowballing you bet on yourself and you know, we're going to see a $500 million contract for Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson, you know, because a team like the, you know, the, the, the Panthers is a perfect one. A team yeah, like the right. Panthers. They've been looking forever. A star player, first of all, uh, you know, a big pocketed owner that's not afraid to make a splash. They need that position. It's the most important position in sports. He would break every record there is to break as far as contracts go in the NFL. I 100% agree. Um, Side note, just because I I read this headline this morning before I went to OTAs was apparently the Browns can get out of the Deshaun Watson contract if they so choose, even though it's guaranteed. But they're never going to get those draft pickbacks. I mean, like, if this really, really goes south with Deshaun, I just just thought of that because you mentioned his name. They can get out of the deal, apparently. But then where does that leave you from a football perspective? you got no picks, no quarterback, you know? It would be an expensive... Oh. It would be expect an expensive learning decision, right? And an expensive uh, educational experience for the Browns front office for ruin the- in, in, in only draft picks and get them yeah. fired. Uh, and be a lesson for everybody, but 
what is a guaranteed contract if you can get out of it? Yeah, so I, I didn't dig into the details. I just saw the headline that if they want to, they can get out of it. Maybe it's a breach of contract thing or whatever. I, I don't know. But oh, so they've got some kind of language written in that if he gets the certain amount of if X legal, happens, they could get out you know, or, right undoes everything. Uh, maybe, yeah. They can't get those picks back though. That no, is- what a disaster if something like that would even come to fruition. And it's looking worse and worse. I mean, it, what are you doing? Yeah. How oh, many yeah. how many massage therapists, Matt, have you seen over the course of the last 17 months? Well, <laughs> none, but that was my first red flag with this is the only thing, the most important asset to any athlete is their body. And maybe you would have two different people put your hands on your on your body let alone 40 or whatever like you really need to trust that person to not screw up your legs back whatever you know that's super important it's not like i'll just pick this one and then the next week the next one and you know that to me was the first red flag of the whole thing and if there was one aside from the the team doctors and the in you know sure, the, sure. the staff that's there year round for you at the facility the the team staff there's still that one personal, you know, masseuse or whatever it would be that you work with all the time. That is sure. You might take them on the road with you, you know, right. Yeah. Is for athletes, right. Mm-hmm. That is, is that it's that important. Your, your, your body is your career at that point. So that, that, it's one of the most unbelievable stories that keeps getting worse. And like, frankly, at this point, it's like, I, I don't care if I ever see him on the field again. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's that bad. But just from a football perspective, I don't know if we've talked about this enough, but if you look at the, the way the Browns have organized their contracts, this was the year that they're really going all in. Like next year, a lot of their contracts balloon like crazy. You know, they have a ton of guys making that $10, $12 million neighborhood, you know, Chubb and Joku, not even stars. They're offensive linemen, really good players, but not Miles Garrett and, and Watson, who we know are going to be expensive. They're really going to have a tough time if this thing goes south or if he's suspended for a long stretch or, you know, or he's not good because he hasn't played in two years or, you know, right. And Hey, on that topic, we've got a a question in the hopper here from Twitter about Baker Mayfield. And if in the end he could still be playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in 2022, but first I want to let the folks out there know about built bar. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? So good. What if I told you that you can have all that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus 17 grams of protein all wrapped in a low-sugar, low-calorie treat? Well, that's what you can have with the caramel brownie built bar. You are in luck. Caramel brownie bars are available at built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they're a fan favorite and probably won't last very long. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Built Bars are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And the macros are unreal. 130 calories in the caramel brownie bar. 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace the regular brownie with Built's caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat like why would you even mess with that because they taste delicious and most built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate and so that's why you never feel like you're sacrificing anything you don't have to sacrifice taste for eating healthy you can have both in a high protein bar from built.com not only the caramel brownie bar but tons of uh, the puffs and all this the uh the classic flavors as well 
you can't go wrong. If you're not sure what flavor to get, go get a mixed box of Built Bars. And the best part, you can get 15% off with our promo code. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay, Matt, how about it? How about it? Uh, there is the scenario out there, and I've heard from a few people on Twitter, but uh, I'm going to go to to Bill here who has the question about Baker Mayfield. And he says, if you let Baker Mayfield hang on and you know you're not going to get anything for him in trade, you'd be basically giving him away. Why not wait until the last possible moment and see if you can get him to come to training camp and get him to come play for you if there's a decision on Deshaun Watson sooner rather than later? What do you think? Baker Mayfield actually playing for the Browns ever again. Well, this sort of goes back to our opening conversation about fines and all those type of things. I'm curious how that's going to work with Baker. You know, is he just going to be there kind of like Deshaun was last year with the Texans, you know, and just walk around and do his own thing and not really be involved with the team, but not getting fined and that type of thing. Um, I do think patience here is it. I, I feel like the whole thing's a game of chicken to be very honest with you. We know you're not going to be our guy, but if this Watson things blows up, I guess they could, you know, conceivably come back to him with their tail between their legs and be like, Hey, we screwed up. I don't know. I think that bridge is probably burned. Baker sure seems like that guy going back to his walk-on days where he uses it as a motivation, you know, a chip on his shoulder guy. I'm going to show you. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing he'd like better than to go to the Ravens, Steelers, uh, Bengals, which none of those are going to happen, you know, just stick it to the old team. This seems like his personality from what I gather from afar. But you're right. I mean, it is a game of chicken right now. It, I, I always thought that just Baker Mayfield showing up to OTAs or minicamp would have forced the Browns' hand into doing something and basically releasing him and letting him go wherever he wants, right? Because they, would, they don't want the distraction. They don't want him around. But right. then on the other side of things, if Baker stays away, that almost gets the Browns off the hook now. And then – once training camp comes, then they can hold him hostage because he has to show up. He has to show or else up. He would right. get fined. So it's an odd situation and how that could sort of flip over the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what else to make of it. I still would put a chip down that he is a weak. Do you agree with me? I think he is a week one starting quarterback. At this point, it would have to be the Seahawks or the Panthers, right? Agreed. Agreed. So, or the Browns, I guess. But. What's the, What's the catalyst for making that move? Because it seems like I should have been done already. You would sure like him to be in OTAs and minicamp and you know, uh, getting a, uh, hooked up with the team and the new system and all those things. Uh, what about a team like the Giants? Uh, if he goes to the Giants, I don't know that he would be a starter. Or a team like well, Tampa. You know? I he would win the starting job with me. Probably, York. probably. Um, although he would be behind the eight ball because he missed OTAs and mm-hmm. you know how big of a deal that is. But to me, I think the best scenario is probably for the Browns is if they need that quarterback. If they're and, and if you're the Browns, you probably right now are like Deshaun Watson is not going to play for us. Forget four games; they might be a lot more than that. I think it might be all year. You're right. It should yeah. be at this point. Like I, I can't see how it's not all year. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe more beyond that, right? Because right, if the right. investigation, if they're dragging the feet on the investigation, or not even dragging the feet, but it's just taking a long time then you can't really let Deshaun Watson start to play if you're the league. So they have to act at some point, I think. 
which would be on the exempt list or whatever. So you're still not playing. Then the suspension starts later. So it's still a year from there or whatever it might be, you know, so maybe it goes into 2023, but you need a quarterback. You almost have to do something where you eat the entire salary and try to do some kind of swap with Sam Darnold. Just so you have a quarterback in that's an NFL quarterback. Yeah, You have Jacoby Brissett. I don't know that Darnold gets you anything better than just Brissett. It would be yeah, just another. It would be another way to save face, I guess, a little bit, and have yeah. a player who's not Baker Mayfield that has exactly right, right, basically the same contract. So. And it is exactly the same contract. They both yeah. are fifth year options from the same class, and Carolina would love to dump any cent of Darnold's contract. I would assume, right. and it would be a way to get a player because if you did a deal with the the Seahawks, they're probably still wanting to hold on to Drew Locke. Maybe, maybe I think part yeah. of it. Um, I don't know. I don't it's, know. It is kind of messy, but uh, I'm yeah. shocked it hasn't happened yet. Like the and Jimmy it, thing's different because he has an injury. Yeah. And he, and, and they like him. You know, they like, like him, right? It's He's not, not a distraction a, or a problem. It, it, or, right. That still could get weird because I'm sure Jimmy's like, what after, you know, after, you know, at best, I have to go compete for my old job, which maybe I, he feels like he shouldn't have to do, but maybe mm-hmm. it's the only opportunity to, to start. And it's his best opportunity to keep $25 million, right? If that's because he won't make that same contract with another team if he was released by the 49ers. So maybe, you know, that's a situation you could at least see ending well somewhat mm-hmm. for some parties. But I don't know. This is one of the wildest off seasons with that whole Brown situation right now. What's going on with Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield? I it's- just don't think it bodes great for the, the Browns winning games this year. And a uh, hell of a job with the uh, investigation, right? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Uh, how bad was their investigation? I, yeah. And so many teams, too. Like, this doesn't get all the other teams off the hook. So many teams are involved here, like the Falcons. The mm-hmm. Falcons burned the Carolina, bridge. They're right. the best quarterback in franchise history to flirt with Deshaun Watson amidst all this. Right. Right. And the other thing I think that really does not bode well for Deshaun is I don't know anything about baseball, but the pitcher that got suspended for two years for similar accusations mm. is yeah. not a good precedent for precedent Watson getting on the field soon. That's right. Derek says, what will be the next NFL trend? I'm going to say, I'm going to say denim. <laughs> denim is getting so, uh, so stretchy, right? The, the, there you the, go. Spandex and denim. We're going to start seeing like <laughs> denim leggings under the jerseys, right? That, that's what I think is going to be. I think he mean, means football wise. I think he means football wise. I don't have a crystal ball. You know, I wish I knew these things well in advance. You know, I mean, it's kind of like stock market or whatever. If you knew advance, you could do a really profit off it in some way, shape or form. I've heard this thrown out there though, that Taysom Hill's not the best example, but if you had two of them on the field, two guys out of your 11 that are true threats to throw the football, but also are dangerous weapons, you know, like, so many young kids go to college as a quote athlete, you know, like maybe you keep a couple athletes on the field at once. I mean, if you had a Brady or a breeze, it doesn't matter. That always kind of made me crazy with Taysom Hill when breeze would go off the field. Like why am I taking breeze off the field? But if I'm searching for a quarterback or early Lamar, early Malik Willis, early hurts, even early Josh Allen, what if you had Taysom Hill on the field with them, you know, all the things you could do. What if you had, like, let's say, what if Baltimore would have drafted Malik Willis and you run him on the right. field with Lamar Jackson? And- Not his own package where Tannehill leaves, but right. with Lamar Jackson. Right. right. 
imagine how scary that would be for some teams. And how do you prepare for that during the week? Yeah. And you run the risk of maybe pissing off a veteran quarterback. So you almost have to start Mm -hmm. young with guys, you know, Um, although Drew Brees handled it all right, I guess. And so, um, I, and it's a, it's along those lines, but it's it's very positionless, right? That that's what's happening. We're already yeah. starting to see it. It's positionless football, and we're seeing it, we're seeing the defensive reaction to the guys on offense. And I think guys like Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, who's drafted last year by the Cleveland Browns, he was too good of a player to be there in the second round. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how he got there, and he fits the mold into the future in the NFL because he can cover people, he can rush the passer, and he's crazy athletic as a linebacker to go tackle and and do everything you need a player to do. It, it's positionless football. We're seeing so many hybrid slot corner safeties in the league we're seeing so many hybrid you know Debo Samuel becoming a running back from wide receiver and we're going to see more people kind of chasing that idea as well so I think what we're seeing more than anything is positionless and I think once you even start to count quarterbacks in that yeah uh, if and and if you're going to have more athletic quarterbacks in the league that are carrying the ball more they're going to get hurt more like running backs so you're going to need more of them so you're going to need to have Maybe instead of the one guy, you're going to need a stable of quarterbacks. I wonder if we'll see a quarterback by committee at some point if you go mm-hmm. further because a team that like a team like the Carolina Panthers, well, why would you run a bad Sam Darnold out there every week? Right. Good at example. You, you can have a couple of guys and, and, and make it difficult in a different way for the offenses you're going against. Again, guys that can legitimately throw. Yeah. And again, you're not going to do that to Brady and Rodgers. And if you got a quarterback, you're going to stick with it. But if you don't, let's do something that's really hard to defend, you know, or that teams aren't used to. And in a way, the Ravens did that, you know, with early Lamar. They just, and to some degree, the Eagles did that with, with Hertz in that, well, we're just going to play differently than everybody else. And preparing for us is going to be very unusual for our opponents, especially the ones that haven't seen us often that aren't in the division and things like that. I also, in the, I haven't perfected the theory on it, but, Things like base defense, nickel, dime, not all dime defenses are created equally. I I wonder if you could come up with a number system, you know, almost like in basketball where, you know, a power forward's a four, a a center's a five. Like if a nose tackle's a 10 and then a 160-pound nickel corner's a one, you know what I mean? Like if you add up all the, the guys on the field and you come up with 85, you know, that's what we're going to do against their three receiver position. You know what I mean? Like yeah. define everyone by size with a number or something like that. Like 11 personnel on offense is very different team to team. I mean, Kelsey's not the same as a blocking tight end, even if you're an 11 personnel. You know what I mean? Yep. And and we've already also seen some teams that go – really light on defense and the responses. There's some teams in the NFL that still want to be heavy and still want to have mm-hmm. a tight end or a fullback that they can put on the field or go too tights all the time. And so there, there's still that as well. And so it's hard because you need to be able to play against multiple types of offenses. So right. in the end, it just stresses defenses anymore because the offense gets to decide what they're going to do every play and what, what personnel is going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the defense is like, let's use our 75 package. And that means a bunch of, you know, middle of the road size guys or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but maybe you start defining it different. Like I, I kind of get a kick out of, you know, the, the back of the football card says LB or TE, but that's not really what they do. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they ask you so much more. Yeah. I think a lot we, of, define, uh, we might a define lot. positions differently. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of tight ends aren't very tight anymore. And a lot no, of, not at all. a lot of backers aren't backing anybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And again, like Kyle Pitts, people are talking about him 
well, he's going to be the outside guy and London's going to be the slot because he's faster and better, you know, right. It was funny because Tom Brady was like, I don't like these defenders wearing different numbers. I Hates like being right. a, a linebacker in the 50s and a defensive lineman in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I know what their job is going to be. And so if you see a guy in the 20s, but he's playing a different position, it's like, wait a second, what's going on here? So, mm-hmm. yeah. and and numbers aren't going to matter if your position doesn't matter, obviously. Yeah, so. that's what I say. A linebacker is not a linebacker. Like, what's Michael yeah. Parsons? <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Thank you, everybody, yeah, for all the fun. questions. Thanks, everybody, who jumped in in our uh, our live stream as well. We'll try to continue to do our Twitter Tuesdays live here on Peacock and Williamson, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Check out all the other great content on the Locked On NFL channel, all the good stuff on the entire network here. Uh, thanks for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow with some more great guests. Uh, talking commanders and bucks tomorrow with David mm, yeah. actually uh, and, and and more guests throughout the offseason here as we get ready for training camp right here peacock and williamson